As the economy changes or we have a change in our income for some reason, when money just seems to get tight or we have an unforeseen expense, this can cause a financial struggle that can put a big strain on any marriage, no matter how long you've been married. The decisions we make regarding our finances affect our everyday lives, what kind of jobs we have, what we choose to spend our money on, using credit cards or planning for our family's future. All of this has an impact on how we live our lives. Society would tell us that it's all up to you to live your life the way that you want to, to go to school, to get a good job, to work hard and to make as much money as possible so that you can live the good life. If you can't afford something right now, no worries. Just put it on a credit card and you can pay for it later. Sure, you can give some money to a worthy charity, but make sure that you are taken care of first because you are number one and there's no one looking out for you but you. However, what does the Bible say about money? What does God's word tell us about how we should handle our finances and what kind of a priority this should be in our lives as a Christian couple? What exactly is tithing and how much should we be giving to the church anyway? Over the next three episodes, we're going to take a look at what the Bible says about money, what our first priority should be as believers, what it is to tithe, and what all of this should look like in our Christian marriages. Let's get started. Welcome to the Faith Lived Out podcast. Are you wanting to do life God's way but are unsure how or what that even looks like? Do you sometimes fear that you're doing this whole wife and mom thing all wrong and want to know how to do it right? Or do you want to stop worrying all the time and learn how to truly put your faith and trust in the Lord? Hey girl, I'm Nancy Adamson, wife, mom, and Grammy to seven sweet babies, Bible study teacher, speaker, and women's ministry leader. I see you and I get you because I've been there, and I'm here to share with you what God has taught me on how to find biblical answers to life's challenging questions in His Word, to know what His promises are for you, how to apply them to your life, and to put the cares and concerns that are on your heart safely in the Father's hands. So if you're ready to learn how to live out your faith every day, and follow the amazing plan that God has for you, grab your coffee, pull up a chair next to mine, and let's get started. No matter how much or how little you have, how you manage your finances affects your everyday life and how you live. What you have or don't have, what you can afford, or those things that you may have to wait for. What society teaches on how to handle our money, what the priority is, is very different from what the Bible tells us. As believers, we are often not fully aware of what God says about this, or we're afraid to live out our faith in this area for fear that the world is right. And if we put all of our faith in God and that we do it His way, that we're going to end up poor and struggling. In the next three episodes, we're going to take a look, an in-depth look, at what the Word of God teaches us about how to manage our finances. 
who we should look to for help, where our responsibility in this, in providing for our families really lies, and what all this should look like in our Christian marriages. As believers, it all starts with trusting God with our finances. We seem to be able to trust Him in the smaller things, such as, you know, Johnny has a cold, or we're asking the Lord to help us find the right mechanic to fix our car. And there are times that we are forced to trust Him because we really have no control over the situation anyway. So we have no choice but to trust the Lord and give it to Him when we are praying for safety, when our family is traveling or somebody that we know is traveling, or we're asking the Lord to heal someone or to work in someone's life because of a major illness or a major injury that we've had, that they've had. In those kinds of cases, We can't do anything anyway. It's completely out of our control. And so we're thankful for the fact that we can give those things to the Lord and that He is in control and that He answers our prayers. But it's a different story when it comes to our finances. We may pray for God to help us, but oftentimes we'll take that problem right back by worrying about it and being desperate to find a solution to the problem. Now, this can be difficult for us because of two different reasons. The first one is we are so dependent on our income for our life and for what we do and how what our life looks like. Working, making an income, and paying bills is not an option for us. It's a necessity. The choices that we make in this area directly affect how we live. For some of us, We have a lifestyle in mind that we want to live, and so we want to control our finances as much as possible to ensure we live the way that we want to, that we have the kind of house and cars that we want, that our kids have the cool toys and they go to the right schools. And our society, we are bombarded with this kind of thinking on a daily basis. For others, we just want to pay our bills and not have to worry about where the money's going to come from each month or to have to make a choice between paying the mortgage or paying the electric bill. The stresses of our finances can be overwhelming and we just want it to end. But we can't opt out of this. We can't walk away and say, I'm not doing this anymore because we need this money to live on. How much money we have or don't have will always affect our everyday lives. Therefore, we want to try to control it to the best of our ability so that we can have the life that we want. And then the second reason that is even if we are doing our best to trust in God in our finances and to follow His will, it can be difficult to draw that line of responsibility, of where our responsibility ends and where faith begins. We can't just sit at home and say that God will provide because scripture tells us that if you don't work, you don't eat. We must be proactive in providing for our families and making the right decisions regarding our finances. But how much of this depends on us and how much of it is up to God? Because we are unsure of where our line ends in this, and we really kind of want to control it ourselves anyway. We often take on more of the responsibility than we should, rather than trusting in God and His teachings when it comes to our finances. 
Truly trusting in God is the foundation for everything that follows and for you to honestly have success over your finances. The world will tell you otherwise, and the enemy is going to do everything that he can to feed you fear and lies and discourage you. But remember this, your heavenly father loves you so much that he sent his only son to die on the cross for you so that you as a believer can spend eternity with him. You believed the pieces of scripture that were written that told you that if you repent of your sins and make Jesus Lord of your life, that you will live eternally with him in heaven. So why not also put that same kind of faith and trust in God's word when he tells you to trust him with your finances? In Romans 8.32, it says, He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? All things. He loved you enough to suffer and die on the cross for your sins, giving you the things that you need in this life, providing for you, blessing you, That's just icing on the cake and what he likes to do and how God provides for his children. Now, this is not a half-hearted kind of trust in God, but to really trust in him, to trust in him enough to take the steps of faith required to follow his precepts and to trust him with your finances, to let go of the control and the worry and to truly give it to God and not take it back. This is one of the areas where God himself says that we can test him in this. And why does he say this? Because he knows that he is faithful, that he keeps his promises to his people, that he has the ability to meet your needs, and that he wants to bless you. He wants you to trust in him for that provision for your life. In Malachi 3.10, the Lord tells us, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And test me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you a blessing, that there will not be room enough to receive it. He is telling us, Look, follow my precepts. Do what it is that I tell you to do with your income and see what it is that I will do for you in return. He doesn't leave us hanging either. He tells us what it is that he's going to do if we will trust in him. He will open for us the window of heaven and pour out such a blessing that we will not even have room enough to receive it. Ladies, I can tell you this from my own life, that in all my years of following God, and there are many, and even when we have made mistakes or been through some pretty rough financial struggles, when the Lord has taught us in using those financial struggles to teach us to depend upon Him more, even in all of those cases and all of those situations, my family and I have never been homeless. We have never missed a meal. We have never not had plenty of clothes to wear. God has always, always provided for our needs. Psalms 105 tells us, For the Lord is good, His mercy endures forever, and His faithfulness to all generations. The Lord 
is faithful, and you can put your faith, hope, and trust in him. Certainly, it is better for both you and your husband to put your trust in the Lord when it comes to your finances. If both of you work together towards learning and trusting and following God's way in this and not the world's. However, I know that for some of you, your husband is not in this place. He may not even be a believer. So I want you to know that it's okay. God can still work in your family's life, in your finances, through you, even if your husband is not at that point where he can come alongside of you and, and just trust the Lord in this. Don't lose heart. Continue to listen and to do what it is that we're going to talk about as much as you possibly can and depends on you and pray to the Lord and he can and will work in your life in this area. So the next logical step for us is to seek God first, to truly know him and to understand his faithfulness to his children, because we're not going to really put our trust in the Lord if we don't know him, if we don't understand his precepts. We're not going to put our trust in someone that we really don't know a lot about. So in reading God's word, we learn who he is and what he is all about. We learn his precepts and how to follow him. We learn his promises and how to pray those promises over our life. For instance, he tells us that we do not need to worry about how we're going to provide for the necessities for our family because he knows what we need. Our heavenly father knows what we need and he will provide it. We also learn that if we want his help with our finances, with making wise choices and being successful in anything, that we must seek him first. In Matthew 6, 31 through 33, it says, Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you have need of all these things, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be given to you. So he tells us not to worry. And this can be so difficult because we see the tangible things before us, that bill that we can't pay or the spreadsheet of expenses that we know that our current income is never going to cover. We fear of what the hospital cost is going to be for that procedure that must be done or how we are ever going to get out from underneath credit card debt or income tax debt that we have. We get overwhelmed and we worry when we are faced with these kinds of financial struggles and feel that we are alone in trying to figure it out or how to fix it or where this money is going to come from. But we are not alone at all. Look at what our Heavenly Father tells us. Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For your Heavenly Father knows that you have need of all these things. God sees you. He knows the struggles that you have, and He knows what it is that your family needs. And then in verse 34, it says, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So as we trust in the Lord and we don't worry, we need to look and focus on what can I do today? What do I need to concern myself with today? 
and not so much about the future and what is going to happen. Not that we can just completely let it go, but we need to pray and trust in the fact that even though we can't see what God is going to do and how he's going to handle it, we can trust in him to know that he will and that we just need to be taking care of what is right in front of us today and having the Lord help us with the troubles of today. We are only left alone to struggle and to figure these things out for ourselves if we choose not to call on God to help us and to not trust in him that he will provide. He straight up tells us not to worry, that he's got this, that he sees us and he knows our needs and that he will provide. God can do miraculous things to provide for us anything that we need, everything that we need. The problem is too often we don't ask him. We don't seek his help. Instead, we try to take care of it on our own. Many years ago, our business was a partnership and we were in business with somebody that my husband knew in the industry. Business was going well. However, the partnership, not so much. In order to get out of this partnership, we basically had to shut down our business and start over again as sole proprietors, meaning that we had to notify our customers and close all of our accounts with our vendors and then reopen them. When it came time to do our taxes, because the business had been doing well, we ended up owing about $13,000 in taxes. This was a huge amount of money for us. And I don't mind telling you, I completely freaked out. I was thinking, Lord, there is no way that we are ever going to be able to do this. We had just started to rebuild our business after this partnership was, and this was a little bit more challenging than what we had thought it was going to be because some of our customers kind of got caught in the middle of this. Like this partnership did not end amicably very well. And so unfortunately, some of our customers and our vendors got caught in the middle. This made them reluctant to want to do business with us in the future. As a matter of fact, some customers we lost completely and we have never been able to do business with them again. So this is why I was completely freaking out because I'm looking at our books and I'm going, Lord, we have done $5,000 in sales this last month, not profit, whole sales, 100%, $5,000 in sales in a whole month. How are we ever going to pay $13,000 in taxes in the next 30 days? I mean, there was just no way. So I prayed. I prayed for God to help me figure this out. I prayed for him to provide the funds that we needed in some way. I had no idea how. I prayed for him to help me trust in him and to not worry about this, to not take it back. I remember praying, Lord, I'm not asking for the whole 13000 in the next 30 days, but if you could please just provide $5,000 that I could send in with my taxes and then enough to where I can make a couple of large payments on it and just get it taken care of. Like that would be fabulous. And so that was my prayer. And God answered my prayer. All of a sudden, our business exploded. And where we had done $5,000 the previous month, we did $30,000 in the next month. 
And it continued to increase after that. And we were able to send in the $5,000 that I had prayed for when we mailed in our taxes and then to make those larger payments afterwards and have it all squared away within a few months. And God just totally provided. I trusted in him. I prayed in him and I did. I had to pray, Lord, help me to trust in you because it was a difficult thing to do but he is faithful and he honored that. There is another very important part that we cannot overlook. And that's in verse 33. And it says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be given to you. So yes, There is a requirement on our part to know the word and to follow it, to learn what God says about how to handle our finances, what he teaches about tithing and about giving to others, as well as living out our faith and putting these things into practice in our lives. This means spending time in God's word and learning his precepts and making him the priority in our lives. In Joshua 1.8, It tells us the book of the law must not depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may act carefully according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way successful and you will be wise. If we want God's help, his direction in making decisions, then we must be in his word and learn to follow his precepts. We do this by attending church attending Sunday school, or maybe a ladies' Bible study or a couple's Bible study. Scripture says to meditate on the word daily. This can be done with a daily quiet time in reading your Bible or doing a personal Bible study, reading a book, or listening to a podcast by a solid biblical teacher. If you're not currently doing this or you need some help on how to get started, then go listen to episode number five. It's 10 tips on how to spend time with the Lord as a busy wife and mom. This can help you to begin to be in the word daily or to just improve the quiet time that you already have with God. The first things that we learn in what the Bible says about money is that we are to trust in God and in what his word says even to the point of testing him in this. We are also to seek God first, knowing who God is, what his precepts are, and following them must be the first priority if we want his help in providing for us for what we need in this life. So then, how do we go about doing this in our daily lives? First, we begin to learn to trust in God more. We can do this by praying for his help to trust in him, just like I had done in that situation with our business. I prayed for God to help me to trust in him and to not worry. Another good thing is to write down times when God answered prayer and when he provided for you when you needed it. Oftentimes we will pray for something and we will ask God to provide. And then sometimes we even forget when he has. And it's good to go back and to look at those times of when God answered prayer or he provided something to us. Because as we look at that and we see that God has been faithful in the past, then it helps us to be able to trust him with our future. And then also look around, count your blessings. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Lord. 
What has he given you already? We can take these things for granted so easily. So just stop for a minute. Take a look around, write it in a journal, write it on a piece of paper. Those things that God has blessed you with, your family, your spouse, your home, your parents, I mean, whatever it may be, but just look at those things and thank the Lord for what he has done for you. And then another thing is to look up scriptures of God's faithfulness and how he provides for his children. There are so many promises about this in God's word, and many Bible apps have search options that can be really helpful, or you can look in the index of your Bible and to look up God's faithfulness or how he loves his children and how he provides for his children, and then write some of these down, post them somewhere in your, you know, in your room or on your mirror, on your refrigerator or wherever it is that you're going to be able to see it on a regular basis and to remind yourself of how much God loves you, how he's faithful and wants to provide for you and take care of you. And then the next part is to seek God first making being in the word and learning the scriptures a priority in our lives. Having a daily prayer time or reading time, even if this is only 15 minutes a day in the beginning, that's fine. Just start somewhere and then see if there is a ladies Bible study or a couples Bible study that you can attend or start attending the Sunday school at your church. But something that you can begin to learn more about the Lord and what his precepts are. If your husband is willing, then include him in this. You can have him listen to this episode if you want to, or discuss what you learn from the scriptures with him. Encourage him with this. Pray together and increase your trust in the Lord and to trust him with your finances together, that you're both working on this together. Pray for God to be in control of your finances and for his direction in making decisions. In the next episode, we're going to look at where our responsibility ends and where our faith begins in our finances, what it means to tithe, and then also what scripture tells us about giving to others. But before you go, I want to leave you with this one promise from your heavenly father. It comes from Matthew 7, verses 7 through 11. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks find. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. What man is there among you? If his son asks for bread, will give him a stone. Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a snake? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Thank you so much for listening today. I pray that God has used this episode to bless and inspire you to live out your faith in Him. If it has, please do me a huge favor by leaving a review on Apple Podcast. This is the only way that I know if you like the show and you will be helping others to find this podcast and be lifted up by the Word of God. 
Is there someone who came to mind while you were listening today and you said, ooh, she needs to hear this? Well, then send her the link so she can be encouraged too. Are you in the Dallas area and looking for a fresh new speaker to add excitement to your next luncheon, women's retreat, or other women's event? Then drop me a note at nancy at faithlivedout.com and let's chat about it. That's nancy, N-A-N-C-I, at faithlivedout.com. I would love to come and meet with you and the ladies in your group. You're also welcome to visit the website at faithlivedout.com for more information, blog posts, journaling ideas, and free printables. Or become a part of our little community of believers by joining the Faith Lived Out community group on Facebook, where you can join together with other faith-led wives and moms just like you. Links to these areas and the scripture references used in today's episode are in the show notes. Ladies, thank you again for listening today. And know that I am praying for God to be with you as you learn to trust in Him more and to live out your faith every day. God bless you and see you on the next episode.